Hey everybody, welcome back to the Prime Maker Podcast. It's your boy, my Dr. Mark List. Before we get into today's episode, we are going to talk, uh, we are going to hit up the primarycarepod at gmail.com inbox where you can send us uh, any feedback, uh, any articles, any topics you want us to hit up uh, and review. Today we have a joke from an anonymous listener. Uh, thanks for the uh, email. Uh, the email goes Dr. List, why was the number four afraid to ask the number five on a date? Why was the number four afraid to ask out number five on a date? Because he was too squared. Get it? Too scared? Too squared? All right, all right, all right. Start the podcast. The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, residents, medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past, or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List. Here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. And welcome back to the podcast, pod girls, pod boys, pod people. It is your favorite podcast. Back at it after a little break. Uh, and uh, we are we are back at it with another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, today we are talking... Not, I have a couple of really good articles lined up for future episodes. I have a really good topic I want to bring up uh, that I think that primary care providers, you know, under under diagnose uh, according to all the science, and we're going to get into that in another episode. But today, I wanted to do something a little different. I want to talk about my COVID nineteen experience. Um, your boy. Uh, got it uh, from a family member, not from a uh, not from a patient. Uh, the family member in the household got it first. Uh, I was on quarantine, taking care of the kids, uh, taking care of the house, uh, being at home, and uh, uh, then uh, seven days after my household contact uh, got it, uh, I became positive. And there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Number one is, I think that until you experience. Um, you know, we all have protocols and policies in place. We we can follow the CDC guidelines. We can follow the school, local school uh, district guidelines. We can follow our state recommendations. But I think until you actually experience it and it hits you and your family, you kind of have to say like, oh, okay, pause. Let's talk timelines. Let's talk quarantines. Let's talk things like that. So um, I am I am now um, completely out of my um, quarantine window. Uh, I've, I went back to work on Friday. I'm taping this on a on a Sunday, the 26th, 25th, sorry. Math is hard. And for me, my symptoms were reasonably mild. I'm a young, healthy person. Um, I, I started having um, fevers and night sweats. Uh, those were my main symptoms. I felt fine during the daytime and nights. I felt pretty terrible. Wake up in the night drenched in sweat. Um, and then just got really, really, really tired were my, my big symptoms. I never lost my taste or my smell. Um, and again, I had been in close contact with a household member who was positive first, uh, who brought it into the household. And so it, I, I find it really reassuring that, number one, I did not get this from a patient. Um, I've been seeing COVID positives in clinic. Uh, we have in our clinic a, a COVID process where... Uh, one of our partners takes turn being kind of on call for the clinic, and we basically do all the COVID calls for the day and see the people in clinic and swab them in clinic or send them to the testing center. Um, uh, some of us are doing virtual visits. Some of us are doing all of them in person. 
and kind of going from there and and just and just seeing lots and lots of covids and in my current location at Annual Medical Clinic we've never been higher in terms of our outbreak this is by far by far by far our peak um, our patient population has never been greater. Our inpatient census has never been greater. Our ICU census has never been greater. Our death counts have never been greater. Our case counts have never been greater. So we are in the midst of it. And so I, um, I was first on quarantine on October 6th. And then again, I just went back to work uh, last Friday. Um, some of that was quarantine time from the family, but then, then, it, then some of it was my own um, stay-at-home time. And for me, I think that uh, there's a couple of take-home points that uh, personal anecdotes are always interesting. Um, personal experiences are always interesting. I've been I've been a lot sicker with other things in my life. Uh, influenza's hit me harder. I had pneumonia about a year ago or six months ago. I think I mentioned on the podcast before that I thought, hey, maybe this is COVID. It wasn't. It was just pneumonia. Um, and so I've been sicker in my life. Um, but this was something where I was fine, 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 mild symptoms, mild symptoms, mild symptoms. And then one night, I had such a hard time catching my breath. And I'm really happy that I had an oxygen saturation monitor that I bought off Amazon um, about four months ago, five months ago for the family just in case we got hit with COVID. And we did. And it came in really handy. Um, A a family member in my household dropped down to 90% oxygen. We were pretty nervous. I was pretty nervous. I was pretty scared. Um, almost brought that person into the hospital, did not, um, ended up turning around, bouncing back the next day and, and they, they did fine and recovered really quickly. Uh, I had about a 12 hour period where I really struggled with just chest tightness across my upper chest. Felt like somebody was like a band was across my chest, really hard to breathe at times. And again, uh, 92% was my lowest oxygen. Dizziness was a big side. It was a big side effect and a big symptom. And, um, a couple of patient-specific take-homes is that we've all heard how severe this can be. And I think that there are obviously some people who, even after they get it, still think this is a myth, a hoax. They don't believe it. They don't, they don't think anything bad is going to happen to them, and, and they are bulletproof. And, and, and God bless them. But I think enough people now, and I've seen enough people in clinic now, that are very nervous that they are going to be, even if they're a 20 or 30-year-old, they're going to be that one in a hundred, a one in a thousand who gets super sick, gets admitted, gets hospitalized, uh, or could die from this. And so I think that you have to validate concerns, you have to validate fears, um, and you have to have uh, a, 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 a plan. And I, I, that oxygen saturation monitor was really reassuring for me that even when I felt like garbage, and nights were always worse than daytimes, daytimes I felt great, and then like the, the sun would go down, and witching hour would come out, and I'd feel like garbage, whether it be fatigue or shortness of breath or chest tightness or fevers. And, and I've heard that from lots of different patients that nighttimes are way worse than, than daytimes. And I think having that, that assurance at home, that I, I can put my finger in this oxygen monitor and I'm fine. Right. I think that having that reassurance and, and knowing that they are safe, um, and that, you know, you're not going to get into trouble and not going to get into danger, I think is really reassuring for patients, even people who are even quasi medically inclined. I did not take any medications. I did pop some vitamin D. Uh, we talked about that. I don't think it's causative of vitamin D deficiency, and I definitely don't think I'm vitamin D deficient. I get enough sun the way it is. Um, 
but I, I did pop some vitamin D. I don't think that made any difference whatsoever, but placebo helped to think that I was doing everything possible. And patients always ask, what are your recommendations? Zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D. And I tell them the only one that really has really great evidence is vitamin D has good evidence. Uh, zinc has almost no evidence and vitamin C has zero evidence, uh, but it's not going to hurt you to take any of them. Um, I didn't take any steroids. Uh, I did not take hydroxychloroquine. I did not take remdesivir. Um, and uh, I did I, I did just fine, like 99% of people. And I think that's important to remember, and that is uh, demographics matter, comorbidities matter, and you have to, you know, play the numbers even if it's uh, your brain wants to be irrational and think that something bad's going to happen to you. So uh, I think that I think that one reassuring thing is I know that my PPE works, my mask and my face shield work. I didn't get it from anybody in the clinic. I got it from a household contact, which depending on if you're if you read the European studies, the Chinese studies or the um, Indian studies, the Indian studies they make it look like people get it from more of the same age cohorts versus many other countries found that there was huge intra-household spread. Um, recently in the United States, there's been several studies that show that having a direct household contact or somebody at work who's a direct positive greatly, 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 greatly increases your risk of getting it. And uh, again, I think household contacts are incredibly important to remember and to tell people to quarantine. I uh, Having your kids stay home, uh, even my, my youngest was completely asymptomatic. My two older ones definitely had symptoms, but they were very mild which fits again with all the other, all the other data. Um, I think it's, it's, it's just hard to keep your kids home when you, when you know that they're probably fine and you know that they're um, minimally symptomatic, if not asymptomatic and to keep them home and do your job and, and, and do your, do your, do your responsibility, keeping the, the rest of the community safe. Uh, we're running into that right now where people just aren't being courteous or kind. Uh, you know, life has to keep going on and school has to keep going on and, um, business has to keep going on despite symptoms. And I think it's really important to remember that, uh, the health and safety of the community really, um, this is a public health issue, not a personal health issue for most people who have this disease. Uh, most people have disease, going to have mild disease, going to get fine, going to be asymptomatic, uh, within a couple of weeks, going to, going to get over this. Um, but I think it's important to remember that this is a public health disease and that the spread is really impacting a lot of our older people in our, in our communities, um, and to reinforce that when people are positive, that even though they feel fine and then their household feel fine, to really reinforce the fact of being kind to your neighbor and keeping everyone at home quarantined. So, um, I, again, I'm preaching to the choir. I know everyone's uh, following along and doing the CC guidelines, but I think it's important to to uh, re-energize the talk and to talk about my own personal experience with COVID-19. Um, I, I, I feel very saddened. I feel very angry at some of the um, current political landscape. As somebody who I've said on the podcast before, I am incredibly apolitical, non-political, um, registered independent, really don't try to get into one side versus the other. I find it very, very, very sad in my state um, that it is now a political issue um, and that people are f touting um, the the science is not there supporting masks, even though the science is very there supporting masks. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on the 28 or 27 studies that have shown that there is benefit to masks. Um, and uh, you can send it to uh, non-believers in your community. Uh, we could do that. Um, that might be something we'll, I'll, I'll pull up in the next week or two. But uh, good to be back to the Prime Baker podcast. Uh, still dealing with some fatigue. Uh, definitely was not feeling up to uh, doing a podcast while I was sick. Um, plus having to take care of the kids and uh, do some parent teacher uh homeschool teacher uh, work as a, as filling my parental duty was also taking up a lot of time. So 
Uh, good to be back. You'll be hearing more stuff from us in the next uh, couple of weeks. Some good episodes. I got some cool things planned for the future um, in terms of uh, topics. Um, and so looking forward to uh, 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 the winter time with the sweet, sweet, sweet uh, immunity. Uh, uh, I can just feel my T cells protecting me, um, giving me that sweet, sweet immunity. So uh, again, nothing to nothing new today. No new topics, just uh, my own personal perspective. Um, and remember to stay safe out there. Um, be as uh, be as cautious as you can. Um, providers, nurses, nurse practitioners, PAs, docs, DOs, uh, everybody, uh, techs, uh, you know, uh, scrub techs, surgical techs, um, uh, lab people, radiology. We really have to protect our own our staff because that's going to be the rate limiting factor in determining whether or not we can provide adequate healthcare to our communities. And we really have to do our best to communicate to the, our patients and the public about flattening the curve. Um, if you are in a high volume area. So let's keep flattening the curve. Let's keep saving lives because um, uh, the work we're doing in the public health sector is saving lives. Um, and uh, anyways, so that was uh, that was it for this week's episode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back with a normal episode next week. Uh, again, this has been Dr. Mark List uh, with the Primary Care Podcast. Hit me up at primarycarepod.gmail.com and uh, let me know if there's anything else we can do. Uh, in the meantime, uh, remember you don't need to stay up, to na- stay up all night, stay up to date. Thanks. This has been Dr. Mark List signing off. Have a great week. Bye.